Yes, normally it comes out like, especially in the beginning of the year, like your bias remorse, mostly, because now people uh, assume that they have such a lot of money, and what they do is, especially if people are using credit cards, all they do is they go swiping, 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 and at the end, when now everything is brought together, it's collated and all that, they, most of them realize that now they have overspent. And what they tend to do now is to now look at some of the items that they can read, get rid of, especially those that maybe it's clothing that has not been worn, gadgets that have not been used, or the non-essentials, they start with those first. So then they would want to get rid of them, go to the suppliers and all that. How much do we see of uh, retailers exploiting that in this particular period when people do perhaps have uh, their bonuses or perhaps aren't feeling the effect of what their borrowing money is going to do for them in terms of getting rid of stock and making stock which has maybe been sitting on the shelves for a while seem that much more attractive? do that, Stephen, what do they do is you would find that now when you go to the stores, most of them around your clothing and around your gadgets, you all of a sudden now get all this kind of like 20% on the ticket price and all that. It's already marked. But then there are also terms and conditions that are attached to such goods. You will realize that most of the stores, when you buy goods on sale, on sale, they will tell you that they are not refundable. That would mean that your tail slip, it's kind of like a contract that you have to look at. Or even before you go to the till and cash them up, ask the attendant to say that, can I return this goods if something is faulty or something like that? And that is the cash where it is the exploitation to say there is a price, the selling price, it's already on sale and it's an additional uh, 25%. And most of the consumers take advantage of that and we don't even get the time to either go... You know, take the time to just feed the government and all that. We're buying for children, we're buying for these people, you know, we're buying them as gifts. And that, as we see them as a bargain as it may be, it might not fit. And sometimes we don't even get the time to inspect these goods because they've gone through so many hands where even the stitching is of poor quality because most people have been fitting these goods. They are not of good quality. And by the time when you get home and you start inspecting them and then you realize that it's not the quality that you want or they are not fitting and you don't have any other recourse because your receipt, the contract that you have entered into in terms of the terms and conditions says that your uh, items on sale are not refundable. One of the things that some retailers also do at this time of the year is put together these very convenient uh, parcels and packages, which may include a whole basket of goods of varying size and contents. Uh, is this something that consumers need to be very, very wary of? Because it strikes me that here you, you have a nice big sign which says, hey, 1,500 Rand, and you get this whole basket of goods which normally sells for 2,000 Rand. And potentially when you get home, of course, you find that there's some goods in there which are either close or beyond their expiry date. Yes, and that happens, uh, Stephen. You know the sad part is with the bundling of goods. The Consumer Protection Act says that when it is bundled, the, con- the, the supplier has actually to show a good cause that a consumer is actually benefiting. By the fact that they are saying to you that the total cost of this bundled goods is 2,000 rand, and then when you buy them bundled, it's uh, 1,500, then it gives you the perception that you are saving. And from our side, as the MCC, even if you can say that, I could get them cheaper if maybe I, 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 I unbundle them and buy them 
uh, uh, kind of like, you know, separately. We can't buy that because it's what the supplier has said. And the sad part is that when you look at the bundled goods, sometimes you'll find that the items themselves are not listed. And then when you get to items like your, 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 your food, your, 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 some of them that have expiry dates or, yeah, that have expiry dates, you will realize that they are bundled or just packaged immediately when maybe you left with a month or so. And most of us tend to buy them and take them home, especially to our rural communities. You're buying something, let's say, in Fenton. You're going to, let's say, in the Eastern Cape. By the time when you get there, you give your aunt these packets and all that, and you realize that the biscuits have expired and all that. Would you really take that packet of biscuits and bring it back to Fenton? So those are the issues that are kind of like a little bit kind of like abusive because now the cost of you taking that packet of biscuits back to Fenton and back to the aunt is even not worth it. And you would find that most consumers now end up with items that they would not use or maybe that actually are of poor quality, just because we did not take the time to make that basket ourselves and make the choice of making sure that instead of I being in a hurry, just take one or two extra minutes and just put the bucket myself together, because now I'll be buying exactly what people would use or what I would use. Finally, you know, people tend to look at uh, the big uh, retailers perhaps as having a better reputation. Perhaps we do see their advertisements. But uh, is it fair to say that uh, consumers are likely to get less exploited by larger retailers as opposed to, you know, say, smaller outlets? Or would that be an unfair thing to say? Um, I would say that it would definitely be unfair. All retailers are there because they are interested in their bottom line. You know, profit, profit, profit. We all do that. And they buy in bulk. Yes, they've got the muscle to buy in bulk. But sometimes you would find that the bigger retailers, they even have systems wherein they make sure that the um, kind of like the misleading or actions that would um, infringe on the customer's rights are even institutionalized, wherein you'll find that the repackaging of goods happen at a massive scale. And wherein now, when it moves from a, a, a cheese that will be packaged with a sell-by date, it becomes um, grated and then it you know, like in your uh, canteen and all that, it's easier for them to do that. While with the smaller uh, suppliers, you'll find that some of them, they are doing certain things out of ignorance. It's not institution, mostly it's, it's, um, it's uh, ignorance because they do not know exactly how best to do with certain things. And that with the smaller suppliers, it says to us as organs of state, what is it that we are doing to bring them on pie in understanding their obligations? But if I would tell you, Stephen, all suppliers are the same. All they're interested in is making profit. And our responsibility as consumers is to make sure that we keep our eyes alert and we make sure that we exercise our rights if they have been threatened by any other action.